In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul tells us what kind of father God is for us in our trouble and suffering. He is the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Mercies has the idea of the pity of a king that might be shown to a defeated foe, the compassion shown by a great king to a defeated enemy, an enemy who did all he could to overthrow the king. You see, by nature, mercy is for the undeserving. Mercy never comes because you deserve it. It is pardon for rebels. It is tender feeling for those in distress. It amazingly treats a defeated rebel foe like a dear son. Can you remember Psalm 103.13? As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. That God is the father of mercies. And as the father of mercies, it tells us all the tender and compassionate care that we need in our distress and suffering comes from God, our father. He is its source. From all eternity, God has been a father. And his very father nature from all eternity is to be merciful and compassionate. He treats his children. He treats us in an opposite way from what we deserve. As father, he doesn't treat us roughly or hold us at arm's length when we're suffering. He's tender with us. Because Christ suffered as a real man, God feels with us. Christ feels with us when we suffer. Hebrews 4.15 is clear on this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Notice the plural also. God is the father of mercies. And as the father of mercies, it tells us that there's a great supply, an infinite supply of this mercy for us in our Father. There are waves and waves and floods of mercy flowing out to us constantly in our need from our Father. I remember being in Ukraine in Odessa and standing by the Black Sea in a storm. Wave after wave would come into the shore. It reminded me of God's mercy and compassion that comes wave after wave to wash over us and comfort and help us when we suffer. As Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. But he is not only... <laughs> as if only is the right word, but he's not only the father of mercies, he's also, we're told, the God of all comfort. Comfort is that very full word. In Greek, it's periklesis. Paul uses this word actually 10 times in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, just in verses 3 through 7. So it tells us this is an important word. This is an important truth for us when we suffer. Comfort to us, really is a softer word than it was in Paul's day. To us, comfort is related to comfortable, easing grief or pain, or causing us to be less upset. But in Paul's day, it was originally a tough, energy-giving word. It describes the way in which God comes alongside us in need and suffering and puts new heart into us. So the God of all comfort 
is the God who comes alongside us in our troubles, not necessarily to take us out of trouble, but to put new heart and new fight into us to endure, to face that trouble, that difficulty, and to stand up in hard times and to keep going, never giving up. Are you a sports fan? I am. If you ever see a football or basketball game where one team is just getting whooped, they're losing terribly at halftime, so they go into the locker room, their heads are sort of hanging, and already they're nearly lifeless. They've been beaten pretty badly the first half of the game. And you think, well, they're never going to be able to turn that around, maybe next game. But 30 minutes later, they emerge from the tunnel back onto the playing field or the basketball court. Something's happened. They, they're a new team. There's energy and determination and strength and life in their step. What got into them? The answer is the coach got into them. Somehow he knew how to put new heart into that defeated, lifeless team. And they were literally a new team when they came out on the court for the second half. Brothers and sisters, Paul teaches us here that God comes alongside us in the worst of troubles and pressures when we've been getting beaten up and beaten down and he puts new heart into us. He gets into us. Of course, another form of this comfort word is the name Jesus used for the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the comforter. Listen to Jesus' words about the comforter in John 14, starting in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So Paul teaches us, when we face difficulties and pressures and suffering of all kinds, this God and Father, who is the source of constant mercies, is also the one who comes alongside us, not aloof in heaven, watching down to see what's going to happen, but comes alongside us to put new heart into us so we don't give up. And he does that by being with us and in us through the person of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. From within, he puts new heart in us. I don't know what trouble or pressure you're going through, have you been tempted to think you're going through it alone? Well, friend, if, if you're a believer in Christ, I want to remind you, you have a Father in heaven, and He wants you to remember that in trouble, He is the Father of mercies. He is with you in compassionate, feeling mercy. He feels with you. His Son, Jesus, feels with you. He's affected by what affects you. And the same Father is the God of all comfort. He's with you through the Holy Spirit, he puts heart in you. He will continue to put heart in you to keep pressing through the trial, never giving up. He wants you to know you are not alone. And if that God is giving you encouragement through this episode, please share it with others. <laughs>